Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to day 27. Ah, can't believe I'm saying that. Anyway, back to the episode. Welcome to day 27 of the Ramadan series on emotions. Today we're looking at the 26th or the 25th emotion in the book, a spiritual, a handbook of spiritual medicine, and it's on vanity. So let's begin. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Alhamdulillah, indeed all praise is due to Allah. We praise Him and seek His help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our soul's evils and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom He misguides, no one can guide. So Bismillah. As usual, I'll read from the book and then give my own reflections. So today is Emotion 25 and it is Vanity, Al-Ujub. Vanity is to attribute one's excellence to oneself while forgetting that it came from Allah and being oblivious of the possibility of such excellence being snatched away by Allah. The vain person labors under the notion that these bounties they have accrued are everlasting and noteworthy. The word vanity comes from the Latin word venus, which means empty, implying that the source of our vanity is devoid of substance and will vanish. The Prophet said, on the day of resurrection, the man of vanity, strutting about in overconfidence, will meet Allah, and he, Allah, will be irate. Vanity is related to arrogance, which, it is said, requires two people for its outward manifestation, the arrogant one and the one to whom the arrogance is shown. Contrastingly, the vain person is always preoccupied with the agony of wondering what other people think of him, yet this worry continues regardless of whether there are any other people passing judgment on him. In all other words, vanity does not need a second person. In a very similar vein, in the case of the close cousin, pride, tekebbur, the proud person must be noticeably superior to the other. With vanity, this does not apply. There can be a fluctuating sense of inferiority with the insecure and vain individual. So some signs and symptoms of vanity. The first one is forgetting the source and purpose of blessings. So after working for so long like if you're at university you have those after those three or four years of completing your degree and endless nights writing essays and that sort of thing you deceive yourself and you become delusional and you're like I did all that I worked so hard and I did this all by myself and so that's a sign of vanity another thing is if you're a business person you find that you're so talented that you're so bold and you just admire yourself and you continue praising how successful you are and yet you forget the source of your blessings and you're oblivious to the possibility that such excellence can be snatched away by Allah and you become neglectful and you fail to see that this bounty these blessings that you have they're simply a gift from Allah and so you become so complacent that you stop striving for the hereafter because you're so content with what you already have another sign and symptom is that you're impressed with yourself so you're so impressed with yourself and you just admire your talents your looks your possessions your status and you just constantly think that you're better than other people and you're like when you look at yourself in the mirror you're like you check yourself out and you just are amazed by your beauty and you forget and fail to realize that God's the one who gave you that beauty. 
And so you're also oblivious of this concept called istidraj, which is where Allah allows you to flaunt your blessings um, and doesn't decrease your blessings. But um, you start to think that Allah loves you and simply it's that these blessings are actually tests and Allah wants to see how you go about dealing with these blessings. Are you appreciative of them? Do you spread them? Do you give them to other people? Like, for example, with money, if you've got a lot of money, do you give it to other people who need it? Another sign and symptom is vanity on social media. So you spend so much time on social media because you feel you need to have this positive image on there and you use it to share your highlights of your life, your parties that you go to, holidays, iftar gatherings, spending time with family, friends, and you you do that because you want people to comment, to like, to share, and you just share whatever you can. So if you have ho- if you're hosting dinner parties, you take pictures of everything and you share it, not f- forgetting that some people don't have food to eat or that sort of thing, or you travel to so many countries and some people can barely make it to the next day to survive with them with money and so even like with dua or your relationship relationship with Allah you like just share all of it on social media so for example if you're donating charity you're like I just donated this much or I just helped this person and so you're just so focused on posting on social media that it's just becoming you're becoming vain basically and so you sometimes even spend hours thinking about what to post next to get a reaction or because you want your followers to think like, oh, they're cool. <clears throat> and the Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever wears a garment of pride and vanity in this world, Allah will clothe him in a garment of humiliation on the day of resurrection. And the Prophet also said, the effect of the evil eye is a fact. So when you're like posting on social media, you need to always be careful because... Hasad is all around us and so just being careful for what you post and just having that intention that you're posting for a sincere reason and not just to show off can also help. So some treatments for vanity is the first thing is to focus on your inner character not your outward appearance and so you understand that this garment of taqwa of iman of belief is going to help your inner self and so manners like humility or generosity it will beautify your inner self but also your outer self as well and it will provide you protection from the trials of this world and the hereafter and this taqwa, this God consciousness is what's more important your outward appearance, it will come and go but what's inside, your God consciousness your taqwa is the most important thing and the Prophet said Allah does not look at your outward appearance or your and your wealth Rather, he looks at your hearts and deeds. Another treatment is to consider your own faults. So, especially when you start thinking you're like better than other people, it's so important to think about your faults because it can just so it can humble you by just remembering that you have faults inwardly and outwardly. Everyone, no one's perfect, basically. And the Prophet ﷺ said, The servant who conceals the faults of others in this world, Allah would conceal his faults on the day of resurrection. So, sometimes when you have this like vanity or you think that you're better than other people, you sometimes dig at other people's shortcomings. And so, if you focus just on your own shortcomings and you protect 
the faults of other people's or you conceal their faults, then inshallah Allah will be able to protect our faults on the day of judgment. Another treatment is to remember the temporary nature of accomplishments and bounties. So just thinking about that when you die, your self-praise, all these accomplishments, these worldly accomplishments, they they won't mean anything. All that will matter is the acts of worship that you've done, the good deeds and your intentions. And so just remembering how temporary this life is, is very important. And the Prophet said, the value of the world in comparison with the hereafter is as if one of you dips a finger in the ocean and observes how much moisture sticks to it when he pulls it back. So basically the this world is not as valuable. Another treatment is to show gratitude for Allah's voluntary and involuntary bounties. So you realize that all that you have it is simply a gift and a mercy and a blessing from Allah. And some people that are insanely like beautiful or gorgeous or have just amazing like outward beauty sometimes they become ugly due to that vanity so it's important to remember that working on your inner manners will help you beautify your outward self and just reflecting on all the blessings that Allah has given us like strength talent beauty it's all from Allah and just to remind yourself that it's totally through the mercy of Allah that he's blessed you with these traits and it's something to do with what you earned or what you deserve to to get them and you feel when you feel a growing sense of vanity you reflect on how you are blessed with these qualities from Allah so any qualifications you have money occupation knowledge you reflect on the source of that those blessings and basically that Allah has blessed you with certain things and just to be thankful to Allah and acknowledge and praise him for it and just even realizing that you've been granted the blessing of saying shukr of being grateful it's it's a simple blessing that many of us take for granted the ability to just say shukran ya Allah or alhamdulillah like thank you God another treatment is to avoid glorification so especially like in social media you're conscious of the fact that Allah dislikes anyone who thinks they're praiseworthy or distinguished or better than other people you avoid posting images of yourself your experiences your achievements because you simply understand that it can just all be gone in a split second and that you remember that these bounties are only from Allah and Allah can increase them or decrease them as he wills and you avoid sharing like these personal intimate details on social media to like thousands of strangers who you probably would never share these details with them if you saw them face to face for the first time and so you protect yourself and your family your personal space because you understand that envy hasad is a real thing and you just are humble by remembering that Allah has granted you these things and you're just grateful because if you don't humble yourself then Allah will definitely humble you in one way or another and the exception to this vanity is to be conscious of the source of bounty and favor so when you're pleased and appreciative of any bounty or favor that is afforded to you by Allah 
You also have the fear that it can be snatched away at any time, so you don't become a victim of vanity. And your appreciation, if it's inwardly or outwardly, it doesn't equate to pride or looking down on others. And the Prophet wasallam said, No one will enter paradise who has an Adam's weight of pride in his heart. A man said, What if a man likes his clothes to look good and his shoes to look good? The Prophet wasallam said, Allah is beautiful and loves beauty. Pride means denying the truth and looking down on people. So it's an important reminder to that we can beautify ourselves, that we can make ourselves look good. But what's important is to not like look good and dress good and then look down on people who might not be dressed as good as we would see in our own perspective. Because it's all perspectives at the end of the day. So not looking down, it's okay to like dress ourselves beautifully, but to not have that arrogance or that pride or vanity as well so on reflection now so vanity is a very dangerous disease because you glorify your blessings you pride yourself on all these blessings and accomplishments but you forget that it's all from Allah and it's related to arrogance as was mentioned and we did arrogance about day five or six I want to say it was boasting, arrogance, and pride. Yep, so it would have been day five of the Ramadan series. So you can always refer back to that for more details on arrogance. But vanity occurs because we're ignorant and we're forgetful. And that sometimes we forget that without Allah, we're nothing. And that we can't accomplish anything except by Allah's will and Allah's blessings. So some verses are from Surah Al-Fajr, verse 15 to 16. فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانَ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَامَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَّرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا Now whenever a human being is tested by their Lord through his generosity and blessings, they boast, My Lord has deservedly honored me. But when he tests them by limiting their provision, they protest. And my Lord has undeservedly humiliated me. And so these two verses, they they highlight how this life can make us self-centered. It can always, we can always think about it like, it's all about me, it's all about me. Um, yeah, just being prideful and vain wanting instant gratification wanting instant blessings immediately after we ask Allah for them or even not ask Allah just when we get a promotion or that sort of thing like we want things done here and now for us but these two verses remind us that sometimes when we're given blessings we forget to be appreciative and so we become boastful and we think that oh Allah has given me these blessings I must be better than so and so or I must have a good relationship with Allah or Allah must be pleased with me but when we're also being tested, when we're put through trials, we immediately assume that we God is humiliating us and that we don't deserve it. So it's basically these two verses are reminding us to humble ourselves and to just be appreciative for the good times and the bad times, the blessings and the trials. They're all from Allah and they ultimately they bring us back to Allah, inshallah. And that's the main thing is to keep our relationship with Allah strong. Then we have with Surah Al-Nijm, verse 32. 
الذين يشتبنون يشتب يشتنبون إثمي والفواع صفر الذين يشتنبون كبائر الإثم والفواحش إلا لما إن ربك واسع المغفرة هو أعلم بكم إذا أنشأكم من الأرض وإذا أنتم أجنة في بطون أمهاتكم فلا تزكوا أنفسكم هو أعلم بمن الطفا Those who avoid major sins and shameful deeds despite stumbling on minor sins Surely the Lord is infinite in forgiveness. He knew well what would become of you as he created you from the earth, and while you were still fetuses in the wombs of your mothers. So don't falsely elevate yourselves. He knows best who is truly righteous. So this verse is reminding us first of Allah's forgiveness. You know, it's Ramadan. We're in the last few nights now. Unbelievable, but we're taught to continue to say Allahumma inna ka'afoon ta'afu fa'afu anna oh Allah you are the most forgiving so forgive us and so this verse is also reminding us that Allah is the forgiving one but also it's reminding us that Allah knew who we were going to be even before we knew who we were going to be when we were just babies fetuses in the wombs basically and so we shouldn't fill ourselves with vanity and like think that we're so amazing like we did all this no Allah knew even before we knew what our accomplishments would be and so we shouldn't be bragging about our deeds we shouldn't be seeking reputation from others and that's another emotion that we learned about on day 25 seek reputation seeking reputation from others and so we only need to be concerned about what Allah thinks of us that we need to worship him sincerely to have our deeds accepted by him because he alone knows if our deeds have been accepted or not. And then last verse is from Surah Luqman, verse 18. وَلَا تُسَعَرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مَخْتَالٍ And do not turn your nose up to people, nor walk pridefully upon the earth. Surely Allah does not like whoever is arrogant, boastful. So again, this verse is just reminding us to be humble, right? So don't like turn your nose up and think you're better than that person or that person. And don't like walk thinking that you have it all, that you're perfect, that you, your accomplishments are amazing. Because Allah simply doesn't like that. And we have a saying by Qadada who said that whoever is blessed with wealth or beauty or clothes or knowledge and doesn't become humble shall regret those blessings on judgment day so again it's a strong reminder that we need to be humble because ultimately it's blessings from Allah and also an important thing is to remember that someone is going to always know more than you and we have a strong example from Surah Al-Kahf with the story of Moses and Khidr and how there was someone more knowledgeable and basically there was no vanity in place they learn from him and now for the names of Allah we have Al-Musawwir, the fashioner so simply acknowledging that God shaped us made us who we are, how we look it's all from God and so even looking around us at the trees the sky, the animals even food especially when we're fasting, it's all blessing from Allah and Allah has created it in a way that is best 
And so we can call upon that name and just ask Allah to continue to allow us to see the beauty in everything. Another name is Ash-Shakur, the most appreciative. And so any provisions that we're giving, any blessings, we need to just use them for good to appreciate them and more importantly to be grateful to Ash-Shakur for them. Just simply appreciate it from him. And the last name is Al-Wahab, the giver of gifts. So just acknowledging all these blessings, these gifts and favors that Allah has given us from being able to breathe by ourselves to shelter, safety, food, car, wealth, knowledge, all these things, they're all gifts from Allah. And so just calling upon the name and just asking Al-Wahab to continue to give us gifts and to continue to allow us to use those gifts in a good way. Now for dua. Allahumma kama hasanta khalqi fahasan khalqi. Khulqi. Oh Allah, just as you made my external form beautiful, make my character beautiful as well. And this is, I think, I mean, a beautiful dua. It's just, it's confirming that Allah has made us beautiful outwardly, even though maybe sometimes we, not, we might not see it. But it's important to recognize and acknowledge that Allah has made us the way he wills and how he saw and to also ask that Allah makes our character beautiful our inward beauty so our manners our belief our iman just asking Allah to beautify that as well so Allahumma kama hasanta khalqi fahasan khulqi oh Allah just as you made my external form beautiful make my character beautiful as well Amin. Ya Allah you are a shakur so make us from those who are grateful who are shakirin for you for giving us all these blessings make us of those who use the blessings that you've given us for good and allow us to see you in paradise and to be grateful for all the blessings in this life and the next you are al-wahab the giver of all gifts so allow us to be grateful for the gifts that you have given us and that you've blessed us with and allow us to give these gifts as well to other people for example if we have wealth allow us to give wealth to those who need it if we have knowledge allow us to spread our knowledge and teach other people and just give us mercy as well that's the most important thing i mean as always anything i said is a reminder to myself first and foremost anything incorrect is from myself so forgive me and all good is from allah so forgive me for my shortcomings Glory is to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. May Allah accept your fast for today. Keep going. Keep it strong. Not long to go. Just a few more days, a few nights, a couple of nights now, and Ramadan will be over. We ask that Allah accepts our fast and all our good deeds and allows us to continue to be the best in character. Amin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.